everybody. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And we have so much news for you guys. Star Wars Celebration Europe. I, I'm i still not even processing what all the news that we got from that. Well, the worst part was that it was in London time, so I would wake up to news. Yeah, And literally. I'd be like, where do I start? Like, what is the order of this news? How like, did I just wake up to all this? Well, like, and the good thing is, is it was Easter weekend, like, for the States. So, like, you know, I was off that Friday. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Friday was, like, yeah, I was off too. a lot. Yeah. So, at least that was helpful. Yes. I will say um, I am slowly reverting back into 2018, <laughs> Shannon. It's uh, funny, like, like... <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched, like, Shannon's evolution through the weekend. Like, the, like, the levels of, like, denial and then, like, kind of, like, I'm not okay with this to slowly becoming, like, the rattiest rat again. (laughs) Yeah, funny. The the rat sucked me back in. And it's, well, it's so funny because, um... (laughs) You know, like, I, I even tweeted, you know, like, my students don't know that Star Wars was, like, a big deal this whole week. Um, and none of them did. Like, nobody mentioned anything about Star Wars to me. It was so funny. Um, but I did have a student come up to me, and she was like, "Miss McCarter, if you had to give up either Star Wars or books, and you cannot be sneaky and say, oh, well, there's Star Wars books, which one would you give up? Like, completely no more Star Wars or completely no more books. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her, and I thought for, like, a second, and then I said, I would completely give up Star Wars. And she went, that's really surprising. And I looked her dead in the eye, and I said, Star Wars has hurt me enough, and they keep pulling me back in. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't so, learned. Like, I this would, like, teach you a lesson. I just, like... I got that news and my my immediate whiplash reaction was no not okay with this and yeah. then slowly and I, then you, Alex you, I started opening like, fan I started opening I, AO3 tags on my phone again. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to like, get there. I've got like five new t- like tabs open. <laughs> so like today's episode is about the celebration news so we're going to get into all of the feelings we felt during certain announcements. Yes, and I will say um, I, I kind of tiered this to like build up. So like we're going to start with our <laughs> recommendations and our news. Um, but yes, this big thing that we do seem to allu- be alluding to, um, I'm sure you guys know what it is, but we're talking about it last. Um, so you either have to fast forward through the whole thing or listen to us rant about this other stuff. But I mean, like, that's what you're here for. You're here to hear us talk about the ranting. Oh, also, I do have to mention this. I introduced my students to the concept of Booba and Kiki this week. Oh no. Did they understand? <laughs> that it blew their minds. It was so funny. So like we're reviewing because it's um we, we start testing very very soon start uh state testing and we're testing for like two and a half weeks. It's bizarre. Um but we've been reviewing like a standard a day and we were on cold fronts and warm fronts and I was like, you know what? <laughs> cold front Kiki, Kiki, warm front, yeah, Booba, Booba, and I. Bef- when I introduce this, I ask them like, "Who's heard of this thing?" And like, no hands go up, and they're looking at me like I'm insane. And so I just I point to the two fronts, and I said, "Raise your hand if you would call this one." And I pointed to the cold front, Kiki, and like every hand goes up, with like no prompting. And I'm like, "Yeah." So like nine times out of ten, 
people call it that one. And I just like called on somebody. I'm like, why did you do that one? He's like, I don't know. Cause it's like, it's like pointy. It's like angular. So like it, it just, it was so funny. And honestly, I hope that helps them on the test. I hope they're like, mm, this one's kiki. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was great. Um, glad to know that, uh, that lives on to this day. <laughs> It lives into the next generation. The That's next what you generation. did, Shannon. I sure did. Miss McCarter did that. If I've taught them nothing, <laughs> I taught them that. As far as recommendations go, um, this is not a recommendation because you cannot watch it. It is over. But I just want to briefly mention that Ethan Nestor, a.k.a. Crank Gameplays, was in Creator Clash over the weekend, which is this really ridiculous thing where YouTube and Twitch creators um, fight each other in like a boxing match. And when he announced he was going to do this, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, but he won Creator Clash and Jacksepticeye and Markiplier were there and they're like his dads. And they were like, that's my boy. That's my son. It was so Isn't cute. Isn't he so small, though? Oh, my God. No, he did so much training. He's like Whoa. gigantic right now. Like. It's bizarre, this transformation that he did. Interesting. Um, and I saw a clip of the fight. Like, he was actually really good. And it's really okay. funny because, like, if you watched Unis Honest, like, Mark tried to teach him how to wrestle and it went terribly. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, that's what I'm picturing. Like, him, like, he's scrawny, right? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I'll have to take a look. Oh, uh, yeah, you should take a look. Um yeah, they even yelled at Jacksepticeye and Markiplier because they were like the pregame hosts. They yelled at them to stop talking about Ethan and to start talking about other ones. And they yeah. yelled at the person yelling at them. They're like, that's our son. <laughs> so very cute. Very, very cute. Um, but an actual recommendation. So we did get the first three episodes of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. This is the final season. Alex has not watched them yet. All three episodes are bangers. They're, they're always so bangers. Good. The show is always a bagger. I know, but like there's something about this season and I really think that it's there's something about the Paladinos when they know that like this is their farewell, you know? Well, this is the first time that they're actually getting a proper farewell. Exactly. Like Gilmore Girls it. went on longer than it meant. Bunheads was over too soon. Like, this is the first like, time that they're, like, ending on their own terms. Well, with Gilmore Girls, it wasn't even that. It was the fact that, like, they didn't get to write their ending. Yeah. They weren't around for season seven. This is so interesting. All these years later, they are actually writing an ending, which mm -hmm. we've never seen them do. Yeah. Well, it's giving, um, like, the fall episode of, like, Year in the Life, you know? Yeah. Like, when you kind of mm -hmm. know that, like, we're, we're reaching the end. And I will say when we turned it on, I thought we turned on the wrong show. And I I will not elaborate. Okay. Um, but they introduced this new device, this like narrative device this season. And I wasn't sure how I felt about it. But like I'm three episodes in and I'm like very into it. Mm -hmm. And it, it has to do with, I, I feel like the Paladinos always have something to say about like relationships with mothers in particular okay. you know like Lorelai and Rory and Lorelai and Emily and then mm -hmm. even in Bunheads um with Kelly Bishop's character and Sutton Foster's character um and so we're seeing that again and I really am enjoying it it's very very interesting and I really did out loud say what in the Daisy Jones and the Six 
at a certain part. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably not at all what you're thinking. Okay. But it's it's mm-hmm. very, very good so far. Um, I think that the season's going to – I think the ending is going to, like, emotionally destroy us. And I think it's going to be really, really good. Oh, man. I'm excited. Probably watch it after this. So your recommendation. Oh, yeah. I So I started Succession, which I know I'm, like, late to the game on. But I'm obsessed Not with as it. late as I, I like, am. I, understand. I understand the obsession now. Like, Shannon, like, you need to start watching. <laughs> and I, I mean, like, know, here's like, the thing. Like, I've never seen – anything ever about succession okay i ha- i didn't either and like the rest of our friends like are like on succession like tiktok and i'm not yeah. i only started watching it because everyone was talking about how like oh sunday night hbo is always so good and every other sunday hbo show i've been watching so i'm like i finally have to get into this if everyone's saying it's as good as the other sunday hbo shows like i should be watching this too mm-hmm. um so i actually like you like was not aware of the fandom or like gifts or like jokes about it or anything it's hilarious the show <laughs> is like so funny which i wasn't expecting the acting's really good. Um, it does, like, sibling dynamic perfectly. I, I've i described this show as, like, corporate Targaryens without incest. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, that power struggle within the family. Mm-hmm. But it's – and but then funnier, like, comedic. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I will – I will start it. I don't know when. Yeah. No, it's like, it. it's so weird because I always thought I'm like, oh, like, it's such a, like, corporate show. Like, this doesn't seem like something I would like. But mm-hmm. it's it's very funny. Like, it's, it, you would like it. And like I've said to our other friends, like, this is like a Taylor Swift kind of show in that, <laughs> like, she's definitely going to name her next cat after one of the characters from the show. <laughs> like, it so gives funny. that vibe. That's the yeah. vibe it gives. So, like, so I funny. think that if she had a boy cat, she would name it Tom, which is the character that Darcy plays. And that's, um, that's like, the partner of one of the children. So he's not actually a Roy, but he's, like, part of the main cast. I think that she would name the cat Tom or maybe. Not actually any of them, but you know, you'll, you'll watch and you can tell me which one she would name her cat after. Okay. Yes, I will definitely watch and be like, all right, which one is the cat? Which one's the cat? I will say, so like in the group chat, you kept mentioning the Roys, and like I did put together that like obviously that was the family in succession, but I kept thinking of Roy Kent. Yeah. So, <laughs> honorable I mention saw... Ted Lasso. Um, it's so too many good. things are happening. But it's really good. It is very good. It is very good. Some good TV right now. And Mm -hmm. that kind of does segue us into the news that is not celebration. Um, We only have one more episode of The Mandalorian for this season. Yeah. Why is it going so fast? (laughs) Well, for a minute, I was like, this is dragging. This is dragging on. But, like, I really loved this last week's episode. And I really Mm -hmm. loved the episode before that. Yes. And, like, I'm so actually really seven. looking forward to this one. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard doesn't miss. <laughs> she never misses. She never misses. George Lucas ghost wrote that episode. Like. It's really. Um, I I mean, I watched it before you did. Because yes. Because that was the same day as the, the finale for Bad Batch, right? No. No. So no, what it was. Lasso? What No. What it was is I was 
I had like an hour left of Malibu Rising. Oh, and that's I woke what it up was. And I was you like, chose oh. Malibu Rising." Yeah, I, I told I texted Alex the night before, and I said, "Should I finish Malibu Rising or watch Mando?" And you never responded. And I'm like, "Well, then I'm gonna do Malibu Rising," and that's okay, what I did. <laughs> but then I watched Mando, and I told I told Shannon, "I'm like." You're going to regret that decision. (laughs) I'm like, man, this is like the craziest Mando episode I've ever watched. It was so enjoyable. Like, I can't believe that Jon Favreau had this in him the entire time. (laughs) I probably wouldn't have been okay if I'd watched that and then gone to work, though. Like, it's probably good that I saved it for later. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, no, that we went from that highest of highs to like honestly episode seven was like a classic episode of mando that like i have been missing like it felt like season one again oh yeah it was a great classic like very um mando it was the mando was mandoing the mando very well (laughs) well and i think it just really drove home the point that this season and like this makes people like so mad like i see people getting really angry about this on like Twitter, like uh-huh. the main character this season was Bo-Katan. Okay, yeah, but where do you think that it's gonna go in season four? Because like season three is gonna end with like Bo riding the Mythosaur and like taking back. <laughs> you don't think so? Kind <laughs> laughing at me. I do. I just, it's just so funny. <laughs> like, tell me she's not gonna ride the Mythosaur. <laughs> Just imagining somebody who doesn't know anything about any of this is like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> Bo-Katan's going to ride the Um, No, I mean, like, I think you're right. Honestly, though, if they're smart, which I'm not convinced that they are, um, <laughs> they would frame it so that, like, episode eight kind of leaves on a little bit of a cliffhanger because episode seven kind of left off on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Like, leave it kind of darker middle chapter ish you know Well, that's what it should be it should be darker middle chapter yeah and then wrap it up in season four and have that be the final season but i just don't think that's gonna happen oh season four is not gonna be the final season no um so like i don't know like even this season we were like what's the plot and i do think the plot this entire time has been bo katan rebuilding mandalore but they kept framing it in from like Din Jaren's perspective and it's not mm-hmm. until you like let go of the fact that he's not the main character and then it finally starts to make sense. Yeah. It doesn't bother me as much as Mando hijacking the um what's it called? Book of Book Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah. Yes. I agree because, because he, like, it's still central, you know? Yeah, and also like Bo is still a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You know, like she been a Mandalorian longer than did. Yeah. Well, and I do also feel like this show is, again, trying to set up another show, which that was kind of the problem with season two. Like, it was setting up Bo-Katan. It was setting up Ahsoka. It was setting up Boba Fett. You know, like, it was doing too mm-hmm. much. So, like, we really haven't had that good focus on Din Djarin since season one. But, like, this season, again, just like you, like, it doesn't really bother me because it's still Mandalorian lane kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we probably will talk about, like, this season as a whole once we have all of the episodes. Basically yeah. the same way that we did Book of Boba Fett. 
Um, that'll probably be coming up next from us, I would imagine. Let's talk about the Marvels trailer very briefly. Yes. It looked really good. I'm really excited. I think the comedy is going to be great. There's a really good um, dynamic going on between the the three women. Um, it's giving, like, Freaky Friday a little bit. I agree with that. Yeah, I do. I really love that um, – I feel like if we'd gotten this movie, like, ten years ago, it would just not be what it looks like it's going to be. And – the great oh thing gosh, about it is that, like, <laughs> well, like, these women all feel so individual. They all feel so different. Like, they're not all just, like, three strong female mm-hmm. character, you know, type of vibes. Like, they, they do feel all very different. And I think having Kamala in it is what's going to, like, really send this movie into, like, another level. Yeah. And I'm so excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm hoping that, like, Kang isn't in it. Yeah, I am, too. That would be the bad, bad, bad vibes. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Loki with Kang. Yes, yes. I'm not sure. I feel like, more than anything, it's probably going to lean more into, like, secret invasion type stuff, I feel. Yeah. Just with, like, Nick Fury Ooh. and all that. And Secret Invasion, we got that trailer, too. We did get that trailer. Amelia, it looks Amelia really good. Clark. It looks really good. I wish that was coming sooner. So the last thing is that I read Cataclysm, which is the newest adult novel for High Republic. And what was wild to me is that phase two is just a two-parter. Instead of all of our other phases had, like, three waves each, phase two just has two waves. Like, here's the thing. So when I read wave one of this phase, which was Mm -hmm. Convergence, it was Path of Deceit, it was Quest for the Hidden City, which I honestly completely forgot about. I had to go back and I was like, wait a minute, didn't I read the middle grade novel? Um, The only thing that really stood out to me was the YA novel because it was um, Tessa Gratton, Justina Ireland. It was so good. Cataclysm, or not Cataclysm, Convergence was good, but I wasn't super drawn to it. But I will say, Convergence ties up very well. Like, those characters tied up very, very well. Yes, and Cataclysm. All the C words. But yes, um, Cataclysm ties up very, very well, and I like it a lot. I also really like that the glue of the story, if you will, was Yaddle. I love that. I love that. Yeah. We've been getting on a yaddle lately. We have. And like, she was so good in this whole episode, mm. this whole episode, in this whole book. Um, and I, I feel like, so I started reading the next YA novel, which actually isn't out yet. I got it early and I'm about halfway through it. We have been denied the yeah. best writing of Kevin Scott. He was meant to be a YA author. I'm so excited to read it. We've always been Cav fans. Like- we always have been, yes. <laughs> um, but at this moment, I feel like the proper reading order is really, really clear. Mm-hmm. And it's you start with Quest for the Hidden City, because I do think those characters are coming back. And then you read either convergence or path of deceit i don't think it matters but 
you do need those. And then you have to read the audio drama because it all comes together in the audio drama. And then you do Path of Vengeance and then you end with Cataclysm. I haven't read um, Quest for Planet X yet, but I've gotten to some parts in Path for Vengeance that is alluding to it. So I am excited. I have that one, too. I just I'll read that one next. Um, But it's very interesting because we're going to get into um, Star Wars Celebration in just a second. And they announced uh, phase three. So I'm like, I'm I'm really heavily looking after reading Cataclysm. I'm very heavily looking. It's interesting that we kind of uh, storm through phase two so Mm -hmm. fast. Um, and we're already at phase three. Like, it makes me wonder how long this is going to last and, like, what's on the other side of it? Like, once yes. phase three is done, is there a phase four or was it always intended to just be It was three? always intended to be three phases. That's what they originally announced. And I, that is, to my knowledge, what they're sticking to because when they made these announcements, mm-hmm. they were saying, like, it's the beginning of the end. So, like, it was intended to be this... But I also yeah, am like, wondering if they're going to set up seeds for other projects, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because Phase 3 starting November 14th, 2023, that's this year. That mm-hmm. seems insane to me. And let's say it's um, three waves, like Wave 1, you know, that brings us into maybe bef- just before next celebration, right? It, yeah, like, it actually will take us – so Phase 3 will end in 2025, yeah, so that's, like, next celebration. Mm-hmm. Which means that they could announce whatever's next. Entirely yeah. possible. So I think we are ready to move into our Star Wars Celebration Europe news. And I will say, yes, I did have some FOMO just because of all of the announcements. It made me think of being there. But then I also was like, I could not imagine the stress that these people are under. Actually, I can because I've lived it. But they're in a foreign country. <laughs> Um, okay, my whole thought was I had major FOMO to everyone who went to Disneyland Paris. Yeah, yeah, that's that is true. I, um I did not have FOMO of those photos of the Excel Center that were like start fitting people in like sardines that looked worse than any other celebration we've been to, and no one was masking, which at least in Anaheim we had to mask. Yes. So there was that. Well, I know and- not everyone masked, but like it was a rule. But we know um, several people who have gotten sick from yeah. mm-hmm. being there. Yeah. And so, honestly, like, I felt really good. Even though they weren't streaming things and people were pissed about that, the live stage was very good. And yes, like, it everything was. I watched on the Star on Star Wars' YouTube channel that were the clips from the live stage were very good. And I know for a fact that all of our friends who were there like didn't have time to go sit at the live stage and watch those. They were in panels, they were doing other things. So that's one thing that I take away from Celebration is if you're there, you miss the live stage. But if you're at home, you get to like watch all that content and it's really, really good. Well, and they even mentioned, I think it was um, Rachel from Scavenger's Horde. She said that like even she like didn't know like all of the news because she's there so like she can't uh, digest everything because she's like doing certain things and you're right like I do think that them not being able to like them for whatever reason not live streaming streaming the panels 
it did suck, but the live show did make up for it, like the live stage. And like mm-hmm. the guests that they brought out were like really, really great. And like um, Christina was awesome and Anthony and just like that was at least like really, really fun. Yeah. So the first thing that I have on here for us to discuss is the High Republic, um, just because I think that we're in a really interesting time for the High Republic. So this is a quote that I pulled from um, an article that I will link below. So it's an article from um, Gizmodo, and it says that phase three eventually begins with the Eye of Darkness, and that is going to be by George Mann, which I don't know how to feel because yeah. I I didn't like the middle grade book, but I loved the audio drama. So I don't know how to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does start November 14th of this year. And it's going to be starring Marcherian Rowe because it's his victory after um, The Fallen Star. Yeah. And we're going to see Elzar Man and Avar Chris. I miss these characters so much. I miss these characters. I, and like, you know who else is going to be in it, Alex? You know who else? No. You know who else? Stellan Geos. He's going to be in it. Sure. <laughs> you you tell yourself whatever you need to to sleep at night. <laughs> He's going to be in it, Alex. <laughs> I am um, really excited, though, for one thing, and that is that Avar Chris has not really had a book POV, um, like, at all. She's really only been in the comics, so I am excited to see... Well, no, I take that back, because she was in Light of the Jedi. But I am excited to see her perspective mm-hmm. after all of this happening, especially with Elzar. See, like, this is this is where I'm, like, wary of George Mann, though, because we were given Cabin Scott writing little, little things about them. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get the same thing. Yeah, because I remember I thought Avar Chris was so boring when I read Charles Soule writing her. Mm -mm. And then I read the comics, which is, you know, Kevin Scott writing her. And I'm like, oh, she's actually cool. And then you hear all these little things from Elzar again with Kevin Scott writing about it. And I'm like, interesting. So I don't know how to feel. I do not know how to feel. But that same wave this is what it gets really weird. So that book comes out in November and then the next book still the same like wave, still wave one is Daniel Jose Older and Alyssa Wong writing Escape from Vallow. And that doesn't come out until the end of January. See, this doesn't make sense to me because you would want to, you know, release the books in November so they could be like Christmas presents for people. Well, and normally they do like every other wave, like for both phases, they did adult middle grade together and then they do YA a month later. So Mm -hmm. this is very, very strange. But I am excited that Alyssa Wong is writing with Daniel Jose Older. I think that's such a perfect pairing. Yeah. That's going to be very cute. Mm -hmm. And then we get the YA novel, which, again, dream team, Justina Ireland and Tessa Grattan with Defy the Storm. I'm excited about that. Justina Ireland is my queen. And Tessa Grattan is, like, killing it. So I am excited. But that doesn't come out until March. Like, why is there a month between all of these books? Yeah. The only thing I can think of is this, this is, like, the official reading order with this set. It's, like, you have to read it in this order. 
Yeah. And, like, you need to finish it. Like, they're giving gaps, right? So it's, like, you need to finish this book before you pick up Escape from Valo, before you pick up To Fight a Storm, you know? That would make sense. That does make sense. So I am I am looking. Um, I am so intrigued to be going back literally to where we left off. I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I know you really like Path of Vengeance, so I'm, like, so excited to read that. But, mm. like, I miss those original characters so much. Well, in part of me, I've been thinking a lot about Master and Apprentice, actually. Um, you know, the past of the past, the date, like, the evil of the past or the danger of the past is not mm-hmm. past, but sleeps in an egg, you know? Um, it's very clear to me that, like, those prophecies were higher public prophecies, um, especially reading phase two. We did get the names for some of these other books because we've got a lot of other authors. And let me see. It is Tears of the Nameless is one of the YA books that is coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the follow-up to Defy the Storm. And that makes me remember the um, the prophecy that said, like, the sins done to the nameless. I'm like, that's really really interesting. interesting. And we're learning a lot about the nameless right now in phase two. So like in Path of Vengeance, uh, like I'm halfway through it, but we're kind of learning more about like where these creatures come from. And then I actually found out, I don't really know if this is a spoiler or not, but um, the third, like the middle grade book is called Quest for Planet X. And that apparently has a ton to do with the nameless as well. So... That is very, very interesting to me. Um, And then, like, there's another one called, like, Beware the Nameless, um, Temptation of the Force, Trials of the Jedi. Like, I just, looking forward, I think that Phase 3 is going to hit hard. Yeah. Where is uh, Kevin on this list? I'm looking at our notes. Where is he? He's not. So he must just be doing the next comic run. Yeah, true. So we but have. That's a little sad. That's a little yeah. sad. <laughs> so, like, we don't have release dates for this stuff, but um, we do have that for the rest of the adult novels in middle grade and all that kind of stuff. So, it's going to go all the way until spring 2025, which is next celebration. So, for adult fiction, we have George Mann, Tessa Gratton. So, Tessa Gratton has only written Dung Adult so far. So, she's gonna write um oh and why or in middle grade she does one middle grade so she's gonna write one of the adult novels and then charles soul will be back finishing for the last adult novel so um, both ends yeah he's gonna bookend book end yeah. um, claudia gray is also bookending the ya novels so mm, it's yeah. we have um justina ireland and tessa gratton and then we get George Mann again, which I'm not <laughs> – I don't understand. What is their obsession with this man? Um, and then the last book is called Into the Light, which is – oh, I just thought it, her book was Into the Dark. She started with Into the Dark and she's going to finish with Into the Light. Oh, my God. I just thought of that just now. Wow. I'm excited because we haven't had Claudia since The Fallen Star. And, like, both of us agree, like, that was not our favorite. So it's so crazy to like feel that way about a Claudia book. I know it's so weird, 
But I, I am looking forward to that. I do wonder who all is going to be in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But then for middle grade, for our finishing up, so we have Daniel Jose Older writing with Alyssa Wong. Um, Zoraida Cordova is going to write the second one. And then Justina Ireland, again, bookending, because she did the first middle grade um, with a valiant vow. Which I, I love that they're doing that. Yeah, I 100% think that that is a Vernestra book. I really, yes. I do think that's a Vernestra book. So I'm really intrigued by all this. Um, and it was also mentioned that, you know, Acolyte, you know, it is higher public. It's higher public related. Yes. So it's, it's very... It's the very sh- end of the High Republic. So it's like the downfall of the High Republic. Yeah. But it's coming out a year before phase three ends. True. So, like, I, I mean, have season so many one at least. That. We have to That's assume true. Acolyte is more than one season. That is true. So, which we can go ahead and jump down to. So, like, Acolyte is coming out next year. We don't know anything other than that it's coming out in 2024. Um, they did show footage to the room. So we don't have any footage, um, but I, I, think, I didn't see any leaked footage of that either. No, I haven't seen anything leaked. Yeah, because I have seen the Andor trailer. So yeah, I did see that as well. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest reveal for Acolyte is that adult Vernestra Rowe is going to be in it. Yeah, and um, the show creator, what's her name, Leslie Headland, is uh, wife is playing Vernestra. Yeah, that's so wild. And she, you don't, you didn't really watch Russian Doll, but she's in Russian Doll. Yeah. Yeah, I keep meaning to try Russian Doll again because I couldn't get into it. But um, seeing Leslie, like, on the Star Wars, like, live stage and just her energy and the way she talks about Star Wars, like, I'm, I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, does, does Lucasfilm know that, like. They hired? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she's she has a great energy in that, like, she's, you know, talking about legends, like, she has read legends. She, I don't know if she mentioned that she read fanfic or she, she just did. gives that vibe. Yeah. She did. Yeah. She gives, she gives off that vibe, too, that, like, she's been in the trenches of fic. It's, she's giving sort of the Jedi energy. She is. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And sort of the Jedi is phenomenal like yeah um i'm out of everything that was announced throughout the weekend accolade is my number one like yes no questions asked i have the most um confidence in this project than anything else it just seems like my thing yes i agree like the only other thing that i am as confident about is Andor, but Andor, it's because we've already seen it and we already know that, like, the story was written, you know? Yes. So, like, it's not going to change. But, like, Acolyte, so this was, like, the weirdest thing that Leslie said it's, she describes it as a mix between Kill Bill and Frozen. Yeah, and that was repeated, like, multiple times throughout the weekend because I think Amanda also repeats this when they're in their interview on the live stage. So, like, this is how they're selling it. Well, in the way that Amanda said that they wrote this character for her, mm-hmm. like, 
I am really, really looking. Yeah. Just, this is so interesting. I, 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 the Kill Bill part, I get. It's the Frozen part that has me, like, really interested. So I do know that uh, one of the clips that they saw was Amanda's character in, I think, like, a bar or cantina-type setting. And... Um, What's the actress's name from The Matrix that's in this show? Oh, yeah. I can't think of her name either, but I know who you're talking about. Um, So she walks into this cantina and then something stirs up a fight between the two of them. Ooh. So that's what I've heard. Have not seen it, obviously. I heard that. Um, So that clip shows Amanda's character as like a dark sider. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, so I know that I know for a fact that a lot of the care the actors that were on stage are going to be Jedi's and Padawans from what we saw, um, and that this is like the height of the Jedi. We know that about the High Republic, but this is when the Dark Siders are the underdogs, and this story is kind of going to be told from that perspective of the underdogs. Well, this is like um, the Sith officially like entering the chat basically yeah because the sith are not a thing in the higher public books mm-hmm. like there's not really talk about the dark side because like we have the nile but like this nameless threat isn't like a dark side force although i do have some suspicions at the moment um mm-hmm. with the dark side maybe already kind of being present but yeah, like, this is supposed to be, like, kind of the beginnings of, like, that Sith conflict. And I really do like that. I also want to mention just how hot Manny was all weekend I'm on that stage. so excited for Manny Jacinto in the show. I don't think he's playing a Jedi, though. Uh, who cares? <laughs> no, no, no. We, like, he's in the show, Shannon. Like, I'm no, so I know, excited. I don't like... think he is a Jedi. I'm... So excited. <laughs> like, Manny Jacinto in Star Wars, just like, that's like Galaxy Brain on it whoever is did Galaxy that casting, Brain. Like, Leslie Headland and team. Like, that's Galaxy Brain. They had a vision and they made it happen. <laughs> well, and they were talking about like the training and they were like, yeah, he was doing like backflips like all around us. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. something like he did 90% of his stunts or something. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. That's. That is going to be a look. Do you think he's playing some kind of romantic counterpart to some to anything? I don't know. I mean, I hope there's lots of romance on this show. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. We mentioned Andor, so we'll go ahead and mention that again. So Andor is set to come out in August of 2024. I actually really like that they're giving us so much breathing room in between because they, like, just started filming no, well, yes. So they said that um, they're going to finish filming in August. Yes. And then yeah, they yeah. need a year of post to finish it. Which I'm so happy with. Take your time. Take your time, Queen. <laughs> Season one was so, so good. Like, honestly, it was perfect. I would not change a single thing about it. And we, like we mentioned, we did see the leaked footage from season two. And, like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing in it that was, like, major to me other than the fact that, like, 
everybody still looks amazing, you know? Yeah. I mean, Cyril was eating cereal. He was. And he acknowledged that, like, on the stage of him eating cereal. I know. Oh, my God. Baby. He knows that he's the he's the internet's and baby like, girl. Deidre, okay, Denise Goff, who plays Deidre, was like acknowledging the ship. Also, she was, she was, <laughs> she very much was. I really love the dynamic of that cast. Like, so like the three of them that they had, like they had such a good the vibe. Photos? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I'm very very excited to see more Andor. We also. Got more for the skeleton crew. So they showed stuff to the room. I haven't even heard rumblings at all about what came out with skeleton crew. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's slated to come out late 2023. My guess is still that it's getting like the willow spot. So it's going to be like holidays, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. We're both still feeling like a very like probably Percy Jackson vibe. Yeah, I think so. Because the actors are probably around the same age as like the Percy Jackson cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Jude that, Law, that fits Jude in Law really well. Force, they did say Jude Law is a force user. He is, isn't he the villain? Uh, I didn't think so. Oh, maybe you I just made that up. When he played Hook, I think yeah, I think I made that up. <laughs> um, I do think though that like that fits in perfectly for like that Willow's that Willow slot because yeah. Willow had that similar vibe as well. Well, when is Percy Jackson coming out? I don't. No, actually, I wonder, I don't even know if we have a date. Let me see. Percy Jackson is slated to be either late 2023 or early 2024 is what this says. As of seven days ago. Before or after Skeleton Crew, probably. Unless it's, they wouldn't do it the same time as Skeleton Crew. I highly doubt they would do it at the same time because I think they have the same audience. Yeah. So I think that if it's not ready, then they'll do Skeleton Crew first if it is ready, maybe they'll do Skeleton Crew second. Yeah. I think it's just going to depend. Um, mm-hmm. Which kind of, that makes it make a little bit more sense that they just say late 2023. They don't give a date. If they're kind of yeah. planning around Percy Jackson, that makes sense. I, I do have to wonder, though, like, when the Harry Potters were coming out in theaters, it was always, like, a end of the year, like, a Christmas kind of thing. It's like, yeah, they expected the box office to be really good at Christmas because everyone would go, like it was a tradition to go to the theaters to see Harry Potter with your family over Christmas. And I wonder if they're going to try to emulate that with Percy Jackson and have every year at Christmas time, you sit with your family and you watch the new season of Percy Jackson. Well, that makes sense too, because like the kids are off of school, you know, and like, it's not like they're outside really doing stuff because it's cold. So they're more inside. So that is like, a really good vibe. Although, I will always say that, like, in my mind of association, like, I always, just like you said, associated Harry Potter with Christmas, and I always associate Percy Jackson with summer, but that's just because all the books take place over summer. Yeah, true. Um, But that is, I I do like that for them, because that is, that's going to be really interesting. So, Elephant in the Room for live action shows. Um, The next live action show we are getting for Star Wars is Ahsoka, um it's coming out august 2023 we did see the trailer and there's a new poster it was revealed that thrawn is going to be back and there was also a leaked extended trailer where we actually saw thrawn's face Mm -hmm. and um we saw extra sabine stuff Um, yeah i'm a fan of the sabine stuff sabine 
is so hot. Like, I, as an asexual person, the attraction I feel to Sabine and Manny this weekend (laughs) was, like, too much for me. I just, she's, she looks so good. Um, If this was, like, just a Sabine show, and, like, with Hera, obviously, like, making appearances and stuff, like, I would be down 100%. Because she looks so good. Um, I do think it's really funny, though, because in Mando, at the beginning, they talk about Thrawn. So it's like, if you didn't know that Thrawn was coming back, it's kind of like, why are they talking about Thrawn? But the way they talk about him makes him sound like Jesus. I Oh, yeah, you said that to me. Yeah, he's like, the, he's like coming back. Like Yeah. They're like, oh, you're great savior. He's coming back. It's just... Yeah, it sounds like Jesus Christ. It's so it was Easter weekend, you know. It was just really funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously we're getting like that Ezra, like looking for Ezra that like we've been desperate for. I still wish it was animated though. We got a tiny glimpse of Ezra. We did get a tiny little glimpse. He was tiny. so tiny. He was very tiny. It so. was very like that. That like emoji of the man just standing with his <laughs> arms literally to the side. just standing. <laughs> that was what it was like. Oh my gosh. Um and we have said this before, we have no plans to cover Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. We'll probably be covering other things at that time. Um but I will say live action Sabine, wow, what a look. Ten out of ten, 10, out of 10. So moving on from that, um we did also get the announcement that Bad Batch will be returning for a third and final season. We've been new. so excited. Well, we both assumed. Yes. Because why have that panel? Um, exactly. Like the second you mentioned it, I was like, why would they do that? Why would they have yeah. a bad luck panel? So the room did see a mini trailer clip thing. I don't I know did, about it. I, I did hear some rumblings. I did hear that Finnick Shand was in it. Okay. That's yes. cool. Um, but I didn't really hear anything else about it. Yeah, I'm so excited. I like <laughs> we are the number one Bad Batch fans. If Bad Batch has any fans, it's us. It's us. If they have zero <laughs> fans, we are dead. <laughs> um, no, I just really love that. Like as we were talking about it, we were like, it would just make be so logical for them to do like one final season and wrap it up, and then like lo and behold, that's exactly what they announced, and that just gives me like so much hope. That, like, they know the story that they're telling mm-hmm. and they're going to, you know, see it to conclusion. And yeah. I'm I'm very Crosshair, happy about that. Crosshair and Omega, like, together. Duo. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited for that dynamic. Yes. We're going to get um, Fee and Finnick teaming up. They're going to find feral glass goggleless text in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm I'm very excited. They they didn't really announce anything else other than that it is coming in 2024. Um, so sometime I think so. The order we have so far is Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, Acolyte, Andor. My mm-hmm. guess is it'll be after Acolyte. Mm-hmm. 2024 is gonna be so good. Yes. Well, cause. For the summer, they're kind of – they don't really have anything, which is why I think it's going to be Bad Batch. But Marvel is going to be, like – it's going to be a hot Marvel summer, you know? Yeah. 
We're going to get Loki. We're getting so many things. I'm very, very excited. Loki is soon. Like, Loki is probably, Loki. like, what, June? Like, I, it's soon. I need soon. to rewatch Loki. I'm in denial. I need to rewatch Loki. Um, you know what else is super soon? Vision season two, May the 4th, yes. Taylor Swift weekend. Yes. And the room was shown uh, one of the shorts. Oh, do you know which one they saw? It was the Ardman one. Ooh. I think. Okay. So like the Wallace and Gromit studio. Oh, cool. Oh, the um the claymation. Yeah, I think they were shown that one. That's so cool. Yeah, we did get to see a trailer and man, the animation styles are mm-hmm. so cool. Like yeah. I've seen I've seen some pushback that you know the first season was like very anime inspired and this one is a little bit more broad. And honestly, like I love that they're acknowledging all of these other animation companies and different mediums like the fact that we're getting a claymation we're getting like a more 2d style from the company who did wolf walkers well that's like what I, I, i'm most excited for the cartoon saloon one which is the yeah. wolf walker studio their um hand-drawn animation is gorgeous i'm so excited for that one and mm-hmm. every um um story seems inspired by their culture um, like I think I was reading that the art, the Chilean um, short is inspired by the revolution there and everything, and I think that's so great. Yeah, um, and I love that they expanded uh, beyond Japan, you know, to give other stories a chance to just like you know put their influence into Star Wars because I know J- Japan, like it's it's great to show off where Star Wars came from, but mm-hmm. now we're like letting other people put their take into it too. Absolutely. Cause I mean, you know, obviously like Star Wars was very inspired by like Japanese fiction. So like you said, like to see where it started was really, really cool. And, you know, obviously it is very Western, like it's dominated Western storytelling for a very long time. But to me, Star Wars is so universal. Like every, like it's one of those things like that kind of unites people from all over. Like, For example, you know, like, you and me are from different countries. Like, we have, you know, friends in Mexico who are huge fans of this. Like, it it expands into so many other countries. So to see not only these different animation styles, but then for it to reflect the cultures in which it's being animated from, I just think that's so special. Like, I'm I'm really excited to watch it. And we're going to be together so we can binge the whole thing. Like, yeah, we're going to be be together on May the 4th. Yes, Star Wars Day. Well, we were already planning. We were like, oh, we're going to watch The Last Jedi. But now we actually have new Star Wars to watch. Yes. Yeah, we were like, we got to watch a Star Wars something. And we were trying to decide what would hurt the least. (laughs) (laughs) So one more thing about, like, TV that's coming. They did announce that there's going to be a season two of Trials of the Jedi. But they didn't say anything else. So we don't know who it's going to be or anything. Okay. I hope it's going to be someone else, right? Like, it's not going to be Ahsoka and Dooku? Yes, I, I do think that they're telling news stories because they, okay. they tacked it on to the end of that, like, Clone Wars panel mm-hmm. that they had. So they just said, like, oh, yeah, we're going to tell more stories. They should do Ventress. They should opinion. do Ventress. What if they did? Okay. What if they did a season where it was Ventress and Voss? <laughs> where it's just the Dark dark Disciple. <laughs> they just tell the Dark Disciple story. Dark Disciple. <laughs> they just, they finally animate Dark Disciple. <laughs> yeah. 
I would love that. You know what? You know, I would be here for it. I'm okay with that. Um, I've had some people say that they really want to see like Barris. I think that'd be mm-hmm. really, really cool. Yeah. Um, what if it so, was yeah. like just Ray and, Ray and Kylo? Could Could you imagine? <laughs> Um, I don't, I, deceased, found dead. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Do I trust Dave Filoni to tell their story? I don't know. Yeah. But I wonder, like, I have to wonder, like, how hands-on he is. I guess he was pretty hands-on with the Ahsoka stuff. Yeah. But if they were to do characters that he is not as familiar with, would they give the keys over to, like, a different creator? Like, I that don't know. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I would be into that. That would be very, very interesting. I really loved those Dooku episodes. Oh, man. The, God, yeah. The like, Dooku episodes slap. Like, they're so and, like, good. The, the Ahsoka episodes were good, but it just, a lot of it left me feeling like, like why are we telling the story? Other than the first one, like, her first episode yeah. was really good. But, I almost um, feel like they should have done Dooku and Asajj together. That would have made a lot of sense, um, especially in the context of um, Dooku Jedi Lost. That would have been really mm-hmm. interesting as well. Like, I get yeah. what they were going for with, like, two that had, like, left the order, but it didn't exactly parallel the way I thought it was going to. Uh, but oh, Dooku's, true. So I guess anyone yeah. that they do have to have some kind of Some kind of connection. Yeah. Yeah. But that – I mean, they could even – if they really wanted to, like, they could even open it all the way into the higher public era. Not that I thought that they would, but, like, oh the, the way that they have way seekers in the higher public is so fascinating. Because the one of the main characters for Phase 2 is in, like, the process of becoming a way seeker. Okay, and well, that would be if, very interesting. What if, like, we got to see our trio in animation? Oh my god! Their their Hogwarts their school times. What do we got? Their Hogwarts That's AU. That's the book we want. <laughs> you know Cap- who I want to write that, that book? Kevin Cap- Scott. Yeah, I want Kevin Scott to write that book. <laughs> oh my god! No, yeah. If you want more Kevin Scott, you gotta read the comics. Sometimes they slap. Sometimes they don't. It just depends. I I like completely <laughs> regret like not trying to like find Kevin last celebration and like talking to him yeah like, I want to meet him now I feel like you're like my favorite creator in Star Wars right now <laughs> I feel like the best thing to do would be to go to the like last time and this time they had a higher public meetup and he was there and like so yeah. into it both times you know, we just need to make like stickers, High Republic stickers, to hand out, and he'll be like so yes. wowed by us, and impressed, would, and be like, "You guys are so cool." He'd be like, "You guys and are so cool. Like, you want to be my home. friend? <laughs> Let me give you some tea. You want to talk about Doctor Who? <laughs> I love Kevin Scott. He's just so precious. You know, like to me, like the the shining like beacons of High Republic are Justina Ireland and Kevin Scott. Like, yeah, everything that they've written has been my favorite so far. Though so. we've already had, like, we've met Justina and had good talks with her. We did but, have like, good talks with Justina. We haven't actually met Kevin. That's very true. Yes. So, you know. Although, you know what Justina would love? She would love a Vernestra sticker. Mm-hmm. She would. We gotta make that happen for next celebration. Must find Cav, must reconnect with Cav, must become best friends 
with Kevin Scott. Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I think that finally does lead us to the big news. (laughs) The news that was unexpected. The news was not unexpected. Yes, it was. Shannon, I was telling you that this was going to happen. Alex, I am the queen of denial, okay? (laughs) I told her weeks before this happened, I was like, they're going to announce the Ray movie. And I said, no, they're not. Well, actually, I I wouldn't say that I was saying that it was a Ray movie. It was a post-Tross movie for sure. Yes. It was like... Yes. They are writing a post trust movie, Shannon. You have to be ready for this. That yes. they're going to announce this. And even though what's crazy about it is, the, like, um, the writers left the project two weeks before. Yes, like, they Demon did. Like, Demon Lindelof, like, left the project two weeks before Celebration. So I was just like, are they still going to announce it? Do they have someone else lined up? And they did. And they yeah. did have someone else. And, I, and this person is better, in my opinion. Um so, like, yeah, no, here's the thing. I have been in complete denial that they will ever talk about Tross again, you know, or acknowledge it, even though every piece of media is, like, trying to make Tross make sense. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, it's not. Um, so, like, I wake up Friday morning and I see that they literally hauled Daisy Ridley out on stage. And yeah. they're like, yeah, we're writing a movie that stars ray as a jedi master rebuilding the jedi and it takes place 15 years later yes yeah (sighs) yeah insane um and this movie is going to come out 10 years after the force awakens (sighs) this is a lot this is a lot and like what's crazy about this is that the next celebration is going to be like that Chicago celebration in the sense that they're going to have the trailer for this movie. It's going to be the lead up to this movie. <laughs> the last time we felt joy. <laughs> the la- yeah, the last time we felt joy was in Chicago. <laughs> it was in Chicago. That was the height, you know? I just, like... I also, speaking of my transformation over the weekend, your transformation, looking at the the time gap, and then eventually you went into, actually, no, it's great because Daisy Ridley will be, her and Ray will be like the same age or yeah, closer. I don't, like, I was never too worried about the time gap because I don't think it really means anything narratively. Like, they can still tell the same story and... It'll just be so that Ray and Daisy are the same age. If this movie does well and it's like well received, I could see them doing a sequel to it. But they're not going to announce a trilogy. They're not they going to announce not. that it's going to be a trilogy. They better not. We no. mentioned this, right? Like we mentioned, like if they were going to announce any movies, like they better have like a lot of receipts because they keep canceling everything. Yeah. So like, I really hope that they are playing it safe and they're not like. This is our next trilogy. This is that. And the other thing, like, I really hope they are playing it safe. Narratively, I do think it makes a lot of sense for it to be set 15 years later because of the damage that Trost did. Like, even if, like, they don't see how damaging it was, like, they have to still see that, like, where are you going? You know, like, if you start immediately, like, you have to do so many other things to try to, like get to the spot with Ray. Like, you have to do a time jump. I also wonder, though, like, 
I feel like John Boyega is pretty resistant to coming back and probably also um, Oscar Isaac. Unless they're being paid big bucks, I think they're pretty resistant to coming back. So having a big time gap can, like, explain away, like, why they're not there, you know? Absolutely, right? Because they're busy busy doing other things, you know? Yeah, they're running the galaxy, you know? And I I will say, though, um, Oscar Isaac did say that he's not opposed to coming back, but, like, the story would have to be really good. Is but, like, said. within this story that we're getting, it makes more sense that John, if anyone was coming back, John would fit into this story better than Oscar because it's about yes. rebuilding the Jedi. And, I mean, Tross wrote in that, you know. Um, he's Force-sensitive. He's Force-sensitive, yeah. But at the same time, and I also think that John has expressed this as well, like, John Boyega really did think and they really honestly did lead him on into thinking that like he was gonna be like the Jedi leading man, you know? And yeah. then he just he wasn't because oh, he was like completely Yeah, you know, like they, they totally let him on to come back. Yeah. They they very much let him on. Like that's why he had such like a, a bad reaction to The Last Jedi. He didn't like, you know, what they did with his character. And so like I could totally see like him not at all wanting to come back, but at the same time if he were to come back, I think the knee-jerk reaction would be to make it about him when they're trying to make it about Ray. And I just yeah. I don't think you can do both because and it's it's because of what they did to his character. Like they they yeah. really did like break his character. And I don't see how they could come make him come back without mm-hmm. like unless they make him the main character. And if they don't want to make him the main character, like yeah. they just they can't. They can't do it. And- but what's also sad about this is that that leaves, like, Ray alone. Like, like no friends, potentially. But this um, is what we want. No. This is what we want. Listen, <laughs> it, this is what we want if they understand narratively what they're doing. This is I'm, true. Like, I am, like, scared. Do they, do they understand their wrongs in Tross? And, like, are they going to be able to tell the story thematically of her trauma post-Tross because we didn't get that. Okay, well, you you are right. You are right. But let's mention the director. Charmaine Obeyed Shinoy. She did Miss Marvel. Yeah, she did, she did the a couple finale, I think. Yes. Um, and just the fact that it is a female director and it's a person of color. Yes. She's I, both I, an she's both an Oscar and Emmy winner, by the way. Yeah. So I I do feel I it's not I I, I don't trust it, but yeah. I feel like I am a and little bit more okay the, with it. Yeah, but the truth is also she's not the writer though. Is I it, mean, she, you know, you're she's right, bringing half right. of it. Like, she's bringing her, like, vision for what's written on the page. You're right. You you are right. Absolutely. Um, obviously, we have our our wants for Ray at this time. Um, the big thing that did get me is that the premise is that she's been trying and failing to restart the order and to me, it's that focus that the fact that they said that like she has been failing. So like for fifteen mm-hmm. years, she has been failing to bring back the Jedi. That's what's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I hope 
that we bring back those themes from The Last Jedi. And, like, I'm not even talking about bringing Ben Solo back. Like, obviously, that's what I want. But, like, those themes of, you know, the light doesn't belong to the Jedi kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I hope that that's more where we're going. And who's still around, like, that can teach her anything? Like, the exactly. books. Just the books. And I, I will say, right before they announced this, they were, we got some new information about Ben Solo's calligraphy set. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like, are they connected? You know, the rat brain is on full speed right now. Um, Obviously, like, the main thing that, like, I would love is to see her somehow bring him back, like, world between worlds, something, like, something that Alex and I have always talked about is, like, so much has been done to Ray that she's she literally is, like, traumatized by all of this that has Mm -hmm. happened. I would love to see her just burn it down, you know? I don't know if they would ever let her go dark ray or lean into it, but I would love to see that talked about and explored. Yeah. I also, like, have to wonder if they they were to actually do the world between world thing with Ben Solo, bringing him back, bringing back Adam Driver, obviously, because also the time jump would work for Adam, too. It would, yeah. Um, Although... One thing that's got me thinking is, does he age in the world between worlds? Like, yeah, are you but if, aging? If we have seen anybody who can defy the laws of aging, it's Adam Driver. Well, that's the – and the, the funniest thing about it all is if he were to be brought back and he technically doesn't age in the world between worlds, that would make Ray older than Ben. And mm. all those people who are so, like, anti the 10-year <laughs> age gap would be like, oh, no, like, oh. Ray's five years older now. yeah. I feel like I read a fic where that happened. I feel like I have. I probably have. You know, if this is the movie of our dreams, like, I've never said anything bad about Star Wars. Never said anything bad about Star Wars in my life, you know? I also, so, like, then you bring up the fact that you mentioned, like, they could turn this into a trilogy. And I feel like what's logical for me is if they wanted to make it into a trilogy, and let's say... They did bring him back in the first movie. I would like to see for the rest of the trilogy to be about, like, somebody else, you know? Or yeah. like you're is it a trilogy about, of like, her bringing the, like, it back? Like, the Sarah J. Mass, like, continued the Court of Thorn and Roses series with <laughs> other characters. Yeah, well, I was actually thinking more like Will and Elizabeth, Pirates of the Caribbean. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. You know? Gotcha. Like, because uh, surely... They're going to bring in new characters. They're probably going to bring in, like, new Force sensitives, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really don't – I'm not looking forward to there being, like, some kind of, like, new giant threat, a la somehow Palpatine has returned. Like, but, I mean, hopefully the threat – if, if they're actually very smart, like Ryan Johnson level smart, then the, you know, the threat is from within. Like, it's not a yeah. person. It's the fact that, you know, Ray's failing. And why is that? The Jedi itself is broken. The ideology is broken. Um, could we go a la WandaVision? Well, I mean, that that's our dream. That's like, you know, Dark Side Ray, her trauma being too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I 
this is all like I cannot dare to hope Star Wars is hurt. And that's how I feel is like I don't know if they're smart enough to think yeah. of those things or consider them at least. Um, every every time I start to like put my clown makeup on, I I do remember the first day, like when I went back to work and I literally started just like sobbing at work and I had to like cry in my boss's office and <laughs> she was just yeah. like they're there, you know. Um and I know like some people have pointed out, like, you know, with celebration going to Japan and Eastern storytelling being very like in line with you know, enemies to lovers and that kind of, like, mythical storytelling of Rey going on the heroine's journey again could mean something or could mean nothing. (laughs) I just feel like for Daisy, I do feel like it had to be a good story for Rey. Yeah. Because I I feel like she really cares about Rey's character. She does. Just listening from the way that she talked about it, for The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi versus how she talked about it with Tross. Like, I do think she cares very deeply about this character. So I I want to believe that she wouldn't have said yes if she didn't she like the story. She like, on stage. Like, yeah. she was so happy. I'm excited for her. And, I mean, they've been talking to her for a while because we heard – Longer ago, like long ago, that she'd been at like Skywalker Ranch and like all that kind of stuff. So like this has been in the works. Yeah, she was in San Francisco for like a lunch with Lucasfilm, and she's yeah. like, "Guys, it's just lunch." Like, yeah, yeah. Right. like we knew that it wasn't just. Oh, a lunch. we one hundred percent knew. We're like, why would Daisy Ridley be in San Francisco for any reason? Like, why would she be talking to Lucasfilm for any reason? Like, so well, like, I was like, like if if Lucasfilm had been in like. If she had gone and met with them in L.A. or London, I wouldn't have thought much of it because, you know, like, Hollywood base and, like, where she's from. But, like, she had to go out of her way to go to San Francisco. Yeah. So they definitely have been thinking about this. So I I just hope that the writers, they get, know what they're doing. But obviously we don't know. I am a tentative clown because I am a rat. You know, <laughs> I think Adam would sign up for it because he signed up for a dinosaur movie because his son likes dinosaurs. <laughs> so I think that Adam would be game because I bet his son is getting to the age where he realizes that his dad being Kylo Ren is like really cool. Yeah. Well, he did say that his son doesn't like movies, though. Hmm. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like the same thing with Adam Driver. Like, I think if they approached him with a good story, he'd be into it. Because, like, I have a feeling, just because he didn't really do any press for The Rise of Skywalker, like, they really did him dirty. Like, I mean, they did everybody dirty, but, like, yeah. I think I think if it's a good story and they approached him with it and he wasn't busy, I, I do think that it's a possibility. Someone pointed out that he's allergic to working with female directors. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he is. Could this be the first one ever? Who knows? That would be crazy if his first, like, first time working with a female director was Star Wars. I would have thought it would for sure be a Greta Gerwig movie. Yeah, I I still feel like it's a matter of time before he's in a Greta Gerwig movie. Maybe he's in the Barbie movie and we don't know it. Could you imagine if he's, like, even if he's just, like, a background character, like, that would be 
hysterical best yeah. Easter egg 10 out of 10. So we do have two other movies that they announced. Um, I want to kind of get this one out of the way because I don't have a ton to say about it. Um, Dave Filoni is going to be directing a movie. And it's going to be like during the Mandoverse. Like it's going to be like yep. connected to the Mandoverse. I am like 100% positive it's going to be like his Avengers. It's going to be like Ahsoka and yeah. Mando and Deep Fake Yeah, Luke. it's going to be like an Avengers movie and it's going to be horrible. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be good. <laughs> Although, so I was in the shower today and I had this thought that, that it could be Lost Stars related like it just like popped into my head because of the timeline but i don't want no. it to be i don't want it to be but it could it's be it's not gonna be i know i know it's not but like it could i don't want it to but it could does dave Filoni even know that lost stars exists i don't know i feel like his wife does and definitely yeah. does okay but i wouldn't want him directing it i just think it's i don't know i don't know what he's gonna do i i if this had been, like, after Mando season one, they said he was writing a movie, I would have, like, so much faith. But seeing how much he uses Ahsoka, like, as a crutch has been, like, has really turned me off. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's probably going to be an Ahsoka movie. Like. <laughs> and then the last one is um, a movie directed by James Mangold, which, what did he do? He did he Indeed, the new Indy. And yes, he did, he did the new um, indie. Yes. Wolverine. Logan. Oh, Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good vibes. Um, he's writing a story or he's gonna be directing a story about the first Jedi. Yes. A very um Ten Commandments, I think he said, kind of he story. Did. Like biblical. Yeah, biblical. Um, which I am very intrigued by. Um, I really liked Logan, and I think the new indie is going to be really, really good. Um, the new indie looks, like, expensive. Like, and I say <laughs> that in relation to things that are filmed in the volume, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think I think that could be something. It depends if it continues to actually be made. Yeah, I mean... The thing that's really stuck with me is that they released this, like, new timeline. So, like, before you read any, like, Del Rey book, there's, like, a timeline at the beginning with, like, symbols. Mm -hmm. And the symbol for that era is the yin-yang symbol from The Last Jedi. Yeah. Which was shocking to me that they acknowledge anything ever from The Last Jedi. You know, the best movie they've ever made. Um I did see somebody make a point, though, that, you know, in The Legend of Korra, they tried to tell the story of, like, the first bender, and it, like, really wasn't good. So mm -hmm. I think it just depends on the direction that they take the story. But, like, this does have, like, a lot of potential. Yeah. And it, it's very and far back. So, like, I will, nothing can hurt us. I will say James Mangold has successfully made one movie for Lucasfilm, so his batting average is definitely better than people who come and go. <laughs> and Dave, right. I mean, Dave's never going to leave. Dave's, Dave's never going to leave. Dave's movie's going to happen. Yeah. Because he's not going to leave. Yeah. He's never going to leave. So 100% it's going to happen. Uh, you know what? It could just what? be like a straight up Baby Yoda movie. <laughs> 
Well, it's gonna no, it's gonna be an Avengers movie, like you said. Like I'm yeah. so sure. Baby Yoda, so like sure. Rogu, will be in it. Yeah, you know what I saw? I saw somebody say that um, <laughs> Ahsoka is gonna set up, obviously his movie, and then probably like also set up Mando season four, and that Sabine is gonna be in season four. But I doubt that. I don't think that's going to happen. Hmm. I, yeah, it makes me wonder, though, like, Sabine could show up in Mando. She could. I would love to see her and Bo-Katan, like, together again. That'd be very, very cool. I mean, I'd I guess, like, she's not in it now because she's busy with the Ezra stuff. Yeah. Like, that's where she is. Otherwise, yeah. maybe she would be with the with Bo. I don't know. I don't either. So the last thing, um, which Alex did mention, so the next celebration was announced, and it is announced for Japan. It's going to be happening in April of 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, tentatively, want to go. Yes. <laughs> like, I am, like, mainly, like, I'm going to go to Tokyo Disneyland. <laughs> I'm, I just keep thinking to myself, I am never going to have another excuse to go to Japan. Yeah. You know, and like, here's the thing. If I was going to do any kind, any kind of world traveling, you are like the one person I'd be like, I have to go with Alex because Alex is like the planner. I'm yeah. so unstressed when Alex is the planner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, this is going to be kind of crazy because, I mean, it's a non-English speaking country. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um, I started my duo. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. <laughs> it's very hard, Shannon. <laughs> I I really, really want to go. Well, like, airfare is not going to go on sale until like six months before. So we're like, a, I don't know, a year before. And yeah. hotels. And like, I don't know. The thought of going to Disneyland Japan. Like. It's the I best just, Disney parks. Yeah. I'm obsessed. My parents, so my parents have been. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, jealous and they're, like, kind of being, like, "Mm, maybe we should come. (laughs) Do do they want to pay for our trip? That'd be great. They could pay for it. Oh, my God. (laughs) They probably wouldn't pay for it, but they would just be, like, we're coming. We're coming. You guys can do your own thing, but we're going to Disneyland. Yeah. Um, But that would be. Yeah really cool and i mean you're right like if this is if the ray movie is the movie of our dreams like will we this feel joy again for it yeah yeah like daisy's gonna be there oh 100 percent. you know like maybe ben solo will be in the trailer <laughs> she said with a full face of clown makeup those announcements were pretty pretty good but i do feel bad like if you didn't get the lot like if the lottery didn't work for you, like you didn't really get to see any of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, from what I heard, there was a lot of trading going on mm. with yeah. codes. So everyone I know who's there pretty much saw what they wanted. That's good. At least in like streaming rooms, at least mm. that everyone who saw the main panel then got to see. Um, the this week's episode of Mando early. Yeah, that's right. 
mm-hmm. um, which we saw we saw Kenobi a few hours early. It was only like a few hours, but it was fun. And we yeah, got we stayed Pringles. up and watched it again. We got Pringles. I still have my Pringles can. I ate my Pringles, but Me I still too. can. Oh, yeah. I haven't ate them. Oh, I did ate them. Well, remember I opened them and then we spilled them in the hotel room. So then I just ate the rest of them. But I still have the can. Yeah. So, yeah. I I will and I will stand by the fact that um, at least for Anaheim, the galaxy stage was the stage to be at. Like we went to the celebration stage for like one panel and both of us were like, mm, galaxy stage is better. Wait. <laughs> The yeah, hype on the galaxy the stage. Up, the warm-up person was better. Yeah. The warm-up yeah. person was so good. The vibe was good. So sometimes the streaming rooms are really nice to be in instead of, like, the actual stage. But, yeah, hopefully we can both make Japan happen because that would just be, like, the trip of a lifetime. So we'll see how that goes. Is there anything else about any of these announcements that you would like to add again no i don't think so awesome all right well next time uh we are gonna dive into season three of mando since it will have wrapped up um we do have some thoughts tm so we will report back with an episode of makeup and mandalore um until then if you would like to keep the conversation going you can find us pretty much always on twitter at lip underscore lightsabers i am at mccarter shannon and alex is at alex leonis and we will see you guys next time bye Bye.